Welcome to the Jay Martin Show and the pursuit of personal sovereignty. Nobody can tell us what's going to happen in one year, let alone 10. So the smartest thing that we can do with our minds and our money is become our own uncorrelated asset class. And that's what we do here on the channel by building bomb-proof portfolios. My guest today is the renowned speculator and international man, Doug Casey, one of the best-selling finance authors of all time and renowned investor. I've learned a lot from this guy over the last 15 years, and I'm excited to have him on the show. What we talked about today was a host of things, but one thread that I'm paying a lot of attention to is what are the consequences going to be of the U.S. essentially seizing $600 billion in USD cash reserves from Russia? And I'm not talking about that specific event, but what happens as a result? Result of that event. What did the rest of the central banks around the world think now about their USD cash reserve? Should they offend the US in some way? Now, obviously, they may be rethinking their best insurance policy. How secure are their USD reserves? And most importantly, what should they be holding instead or in addition? And I bet you can guess what Doug has to say. So if you enjoy my content, there's a pinned comment right beneath this video where you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I love writing it. It's my favorite thing that I do and I'd love to have you join the team. Now here is Doug Casey, enjoy. All right, I'm here with Doug Casey. Doug, welcome back. And thank you so much for making the time. I'm excited to dive into a handful of subjects with you today. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Jay. Now, you know what? When I was preparing for this interview, I realized I've been reading and paying attention to you for as long as I've been paying attention to the markets for about 15 years. And a lot of what you've been talking about and predicting is coming true. When I first heard you, I imagined that a lot of what you discussed was going to happen like overnight. And as time went on, I realized these events are occurring more like a slow motion car crash. Um, but I wanted to start the interview this way. I want to tell you a lot of the investment advice that I'm getting from some of the other guests on my show and then get your thoughts on that. How does that sound? Yeah. Good. Okay. All I need is to make more enemies, Jay. So, but, but I'll be counted. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. All right. So, um, point of advice number one: uh, investors should move away from um, growth stocks, and the culture of the market is going to move back towards value-based yield-generating companies. And so, I'm hearing a lot of investors on my show talk about reallocating money to U.S. bonds and dividend-paying U.S. equities. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Two different things. Uh, I would say that bonds are absolutely the worst place you can possibly put money today. They're a triple threat to your capital. Number one, with interest rates still close to all-time lows, you're going to lose a lot of money uh, as interest rates go up on bonds. Uh, that's number one, because bond prices fluctuate inversely with interest rates. So they're a stupid idea for that reason. Number two, you have the default risk. And with the huge amount of debt in the world, uh, there's a lot of it that's going to be defaulted on, because not all of it's going to be able to be serviced. So the default risk is huge for bonds. Uh, and number three, of course, is the inflation risk. In the US, uh, Inflation is running at 15%. I think it's going to 20% and higher. 
Meanwhile, most of these bond people are by getting two or three percent or four percent, depending. So as 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 in, they're they're losing fifteen percent to inflation per year. So what is going to happen is there's going to be a waterfall of selling in the bond market. So mm-hmm. they're the kiss of death. They're like I said, triple threat to your capital. As far as income yielding stocks, that's a better idea, much better idea. I like that. But people forget uh, when a bear market hits and as bonds crash, we're going to see a stock bear market too. Uh, at the bottom, dividend yields could be five, 10, even 15% at the bottom. So uh, I'm not bullish on stocks or bonds. Let's put it mildly that way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, thoughts on the U.S. seizing $600 billion in USD reserves from Russia. The impact of that is going to send a message to central banks all over the world saying U.S. can take your USD reserves if and when it decides that you're a bad actor. That's going to create a massive shift in preference yeah. for central banks to drop USD for something else. Thoughts? You're absolutely correct. Um, It was criminally stupid on the part of the US government to do that. And it amounts to theft. And why would they get involved in a massive massive theft over a uh, border war between two shithole countries? That's none of our business to start with. But looked at from uh, another point of view, the major export of the U.S. for decades hasn't been soybeans or IBMs or computers or anything, airplanes. Our major export has been U.S. dollars, which we've been shipping out by the hundreds of billions to foreigners who send us real goods. And uh, what's happening now is that People realize that they're printing up dollars promiscuously and they'll take anybody's dollar account as they did with Russia's. So the dollar is losing its status as the international numeraire. Uh, Nobody wants to hold dollars if they can avoid it. And just like people are going to be dumping bonds, you're going to find in the future, people are going to be dumping dumping dollars. Yes, dollars are the healthiest horse on the way to the glue factory in the meantime. But I don't want to own dollars, uh, frankly. So uh, okay. forget about forget about dollars. Yeah. Okay, I want to get your thoughts on something. Uh, media is talking a ton about the Rupal, right? Dropping in value. Obviously, I would argue that Russia's main currency isn't the ruble, it's oil, right? And every currency relative to oil is crashing. And so, you know, what is your forecast for the the near-term impacts, are we focusing on the wrong things in Europe? And what's Russia's near-term picture? Hmm. I think it was a smart move. Putin's made some dumb moves recently, like invading the Ukraine. I see that as a dumb move, provoked, but a dumb move nonetheless. But uh, I think it was quite clever of him to um, to, uh, guarantee to redeem rubles so many grams of gold uh, per million rubles, the formula that he's got put together. I think that's smart, very smart. And what it's doing 
is in effect, it is re-monetizing gold because none of these governments trust each other's fiat currencies. I mean, even the Chinese and the Russians have had to use US dollars to settle with each other, which is rather insane, using the currency of your adversary that clears through, the, through New York. So what's happening now is the dollar is moving out and uh, other currencies, which aren't trusted. So we're gonna go to gold, frankly, because oil is not a money itself. It's inconvenient for, as a money for many, many reasons. So this is all gonna come back to gold for currencies, actually. And are you seeing a shift in preference for physical, or do you expect, I suppose is a better question, a shift in preference for physical gold versus gold contracts versus gold held in allied vaults overseas? Do you think the security of, of countries is gonna demand that they want their gold in their country and they want it physical? Uh, no question about it. I mean, uh, look, this lesson should have, the handwriting was on the wall when uh, Venezuela, for instance, couldn't get its gold from abroad. Yeah. Uh, so in fact, uh, since you can't really trust any country that's holding your gold for you, yeah, I think a lot of countries are going to ask for their gold to be shipped back to their home vaults. It's going to be inconvenient from many points of view, but uh, globalization uh, has failed, and uh, we're going to uh, go back to a, um, a much more disparate world, which, which is going to have its inconveniences, but uh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. There are lots of other things that are happening like that. Yeah, I mean, I look, I've got gold stored in a number of places in the world, but the only gold I really know that I own are gold coins that are basically in my own personal possession. Yeah. And governments feel the same way. Of course. Yes. Yes. And I'm expecting that. Like, you know, it's easier for gold bugs to sit here and look at chaotic world events and say, this is going to move the gold price up. But, you know, what I'm seeing today based on a couple of the things that I shared, one being the U.S. sending a message to the world that says we can take your USD reserves if we decide you're a bad actor. And if you look at the list of countries that could be called a bad actor in the last 50 or 60 years, it's a long list and includes some of the U.S.'s main allies like Israel, France. Right. And so, you know, that message has got to be loud and clear, I would imagine. And countries, therefore, are going to want to hedge their bets. I'm not saying they're dropping U.S. dollars. They're going to want an insurance policy as a just in case. And they're probably going to want it within their borders. Think I'm online. You got accurate. I completely. I completely agree with that. And that's especially going to be true over the next three years when we have a regime in Washington that are philosophically and politically and the way they think economically, these people are clones of the uh, Jacobins of, 17, of France in 1789. They're clones of the Bolsheviks in Russia uh, in 1917. These are... Uh, these are dangerous people that we have in Washington today that are uh, highly psychologically aberrated, but have no grip on anything uh, anymore. So uh, 
Yes. If I was a foreign government, I wouldn't trust the U.S. government at all. Okay. Now, I want to get your thoughts on Powell's rate hike plan. Do you do you factor that in at all, Doug, to your thought process? Is it foreseeable that he will complete the Volcker-like rate hikes that he claims he's going to attempt? What do you think? <laughs> I think it's out of the question. Uh, and I will preface that by saying that I don't really follow the Fed because I think the Fed and all other central banks should be abolished. They serve really no useful purpose in an advanced industrialized society. They're just a, uh, engines of inflation uh, used to finance central governments. That, that being said, uh, I think it's actually insane the way the government has suppressed rates to essentially zero levels in nominal terms and negative levels in real terms for years now. It's created huge distortions in the economy and they, they shouldn't be able to control rates at all to start with. But um, if they raise rates too far, too fast, uh, it, it's going to result in the bankruptcy of a lot of entities. And that's going to scare them. And then they'll print up more money to bail them out. So what we're looking at is, uh, you know, not an orderly situation where wise solons guide the economy. We're looking at economic know-nothings that are uh, going to be driving things up and down like an elevator with a lunatic at the controls. And I think that's a very good analogy. So now forget about Powell and the, and the Fed. He'll be he'll be lucky if he's not hung by his heels from a lamppost before this is all over. You know what I appreciate that about? I appreciate about that is that one of my core lessons from you, Doug, and one of the things that I've implemented into my life is the importance of personal sovereignty. Right. So your answer there was like, it doesn't matter. Right. You're not paying attention to the Fed. As investors, we tend to obsess about what the Fed is doing. Your approach has always been, I'm just going to exit myself from the system, right? And this is kind of the, the brand of the international man, which you've created, right? But what I took from that watching you is like, we need to fight for our own personal sovereignty. Nobody can tell you what's going to happen in a year, let alone five years. So the smartest thing you can do with your mind and your money is become your own uncorrelated asset class, not dependent on anybody or anything outside of your control. Side note, if anybody watching this, you know, if you want to if you want to digest a lifetime of investment lessons and, you know, travel, I guess experience from Doug Casey, read his fictional series. So, you know, the the series you can find it all at highergroundseries.com, but there's three books, The Speculator, The Drug Lord, and The Assassin. And this is like Doug's brain put into fiction, like fictional novels. If they're fascinating reads, check them out. And this is the best way to access a lifetime of experience in an entertaining way. Now, Doug, you also run a YouTube channel. I want to push people there because you're creating content on a regular basis. What do people find on the Doug Casey YouTube channel? Well, I say whatever I think, and I try to think out things before I say them so that it makes sense. So, uh, on uh, my YouTube channel, DougCasey.com, uh, Matt Smith and I talk about whatever is important in the world today, whether that's news or investments or philosophy or what have you. And uh, people that subscribe to it seem to like it. 
Because right. I, I try not to pull any punches, Jay. <laughs> because one of the problems that we have in the world today is that the average person gives entirely too much credibility to the powers that be. You know, they treat these people uh, like Biden and his crew and Trudeau, Trudeau and his crew and Macron. I mean, these people aren't the best and brightest in society. They're the poorest and worst people. It's a question of actually in politics, scum rises to the top. Uh, the kind of people that go into politics in particular are, are not people that know anything about the real world and want to manipulate atoms. They like to manipulate other people. Mm. And why they're held in respect and people regard what they say mystifies me, mystifies me, quite frankly. No doubt. Yeah. Well, look, Doug, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate every time you create content, you're passing a lesson down to the next generation of investors and an important one, which is the significance and importance of separating yourself from the system. So I want to point people to internationalman.com. You find all kinds of Doug Casey content up there. Higher Ground series is where his books are. And check them out because if you like to read, and I love to read, right? It's entertaining fiction, which is like, but it's it's Doug Casey life lesson simultaneously um, with libertarian adventures. And, uh, and I appreciate you writing them because they're a great gift to the next gen of investors and the Doug Casey YouTube channel. Check it out. I wish we had you up at our conference in May, the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. Not this year, unfortunately, but hopefully once again soon. Yeah, hopefully it won't be overly inconvenient to cross the border into Canada in the future. Hopefully yeah. things will change for the better. And I look forward to it because Vancouver has always been one of my favorite cities on the globe. No doubt. Although no right doubt. now, although right now I'm speaking to you from my farm in Uruguay. So, yeah, which... Sounds pretty nice. Look, Doug, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Pleasure. Pleasure, Jay. If you enjoy my content, do me a favor. Follow or subscribe to this podcast. Drop me a rating and a review and share this with a friend. All of these things allow me to get bigger and better guests on the show. Now you can catch me all over social media at jmartinbc. Thanks for tuning in.